0: Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Daniel Braddock. He is the pastor of First Assembly of God in Plant City, Florida. We are so excited that you have joined us to listen to Pastor Braddock's powerful preaching from each Sunday morning church service. Listen closely to these messages and your journey with Jesus will be wonderfully impacted.
1: Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. The Lord is good, isn't He? Yes, yes, sir. Hallelujah. Turn with me. Now, I've been preaching the last few weeks in John chapter, in the book of John. Woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And today, I want to cap it off. Well, I'm, I'm going to try to cap it off. Our subject was the well, there's a well at the well, that was our title for several weeks, but today I wanted to just, a simple message, simple thought, a chosen people. Let that sink in. We are a chosen people. Hallelujah. So if you'd like to stand for the reading of God's Word, we're just going to use two scriptures. If you can't, that's fine, we understand. John writing, he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. But he doesn't stop there. And appointed you that you should go for, go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a what? A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who calls you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for the Holy Spirit of God that we feel in this house. We've sensed the keenness of your spirit. And Lord, I pray for a few moments that you would anoint this body, mind, and spirit. Lord, I ask the day that you would open hearts and minds to hear and to receive. We ask, Lord, that you would bless each one that is here today. Meet the needs of their life, their home, and their family. We pray in the name of Jesus. Bless each one, we ask. Have you in our hearts. And Lord, again, I need you to help me. And I'm asking you for your strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said, turn around and tell your neighbor you still love them. A chosen people. The word choose means to select freely and after consideration. How many of y'all remember when we played, we didn't have what we got today, but we outside played and we choose teams? Y'all remember that? And we'd always want to get the biggest or best. You know, we knew what each one could do, and, and we we wanted to we wanted to get the best ones on our side. But there's always one that just couldn't do nothing, and nobody wanted them. Now, anybody know what I'm talking about? We were a nobody. But when Jesus called us and changed us, chose us, we became somebody. Hallelujah. How many of you know that Christ loved his disciples? For he chose and ordained them to be the prime instruments of his glory. And honor in the world. As our text is today. I have chosen you and ordained you. The King James Version says. His love to them appeared. Now go to Matthew chapter 4. Verse 18. This is where he calls the disciples. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee. saw two brothers. Simon called Peter. And Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. He said to them, now listen, follow who? Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and did what? All right, go to the next verse. Going on from there he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Okay? When the Lord saved us, or he found us, He chose us. He wanted us to follow Him. Boy, we've reversed that thing a lot, haven't we? We're following everything but Him. We're following a lot of, well, I'm going to say it. We're following a lot of preachers that we shouldn't be following. If you follow a man, you'll be deceived. But if you follow Christ, you won't be deceived. I have chosen you and ordained you to follow me. And I've got some things I want to show you. Matthew, go back to John chapter 15, verse number 15. This thing, it opened up to me just before church. I know you don't have it, but if you can go back there right quick. Now remember, the Lord has called his disciples because he loves them. Now let let me just throw this in here. Jesus didn't call you just because of who you were. He didn't choose you because of your status or your wealth or anything like that. He chose you because he loved you. Amen. Now, I want you to look at this with me. This, I don't have no notes on it, just what's up there. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. Listen, listen. For all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. Mm. Holy Spirit help me. He called his disciples. And this is where the Lord just began to open up this to my heart about an hour ago. He called them because He loved them. And He wants to show them as they follow Him. Are you with me? When you follow Christ, things are going to happen. He says, you're not a servant, because a servant doesn't know what the master is going to do. Right? When they had slaves or servants, all that servant was to do was to answer when the master said, do something. Their job was to obey it, never question it, just do it. But he says, you're my friend. Come on, church. We're not outcasts. We're sons and daughters of God. We're the children of the Most High. We have a shepherd. And we're his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. He said, I've called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my Father, I have made known to you. And the thought just kept coming. I said, Lord, will help me to understand this. He called these disciples to be his ambassadors. And he ever stopped to think... After he called them, when they walked with him for three years, what they saw, huh? Come
0: on.
1: Let that sink in a minute. Ooh, this thing burning in my heart. Hmm. Lord, help me to say it right. Things that we should be seeing in the church we're not seeing because we're not following what Christ wants us to follow. That's from the Lord, okay? We've got our mind on other things. Paul said in Colossians, set your mind on the things that are above and not on things on this earth. The Lord wants to show His friends miraculous things. Mm, 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 mm. I'm not talking about this junk you see on TV. If you get mad with me, that's all right. I'm talking about miraculous things. I, was, I caught myself praying last night about 10.30. I'm saying, Lord, would this be a good day to let the church see something happen that is supernatural? Let the church see something that will open the hearts and minds of people. And they have to recognize that it's God doing the work, not man, not anybody else. It's the power of God. He wants to show us. Can can you can? It blows my mind. I just, brother, buddy, it just gets so strong in my heart. I it comes to my mind about what was it—the five loaves and two fish? Can you can you get it? I get it in your mind. They're standing there, twelve of them, watching Jesus take five little loaves of bread and two fish, he prays over it. He starts breaking it apart. And mm, when he starts breaking it apart, it multiplied. Oh, hallelujah. And when it multiplied, it reaches out and touches 5,000 people. We're chosen people. We've been called by God. Remember a few weeks ago I preached on conviction and conversion. They go together. When the Lord convicts us He expects us to get converted and go on with our life and follow Him. Oh hallelujah. Most of us the Lord chose us out of the hogpens of this world. Hallelujah. We were, listen, we were not perfect saints when the Lord called us. We might not have done anything bad, but we were sinners on our way to hell. But something reached out and got a hold of us. It grabbed us right here. And it went to there. And the Lord says, I'm choosing you. I'm calling you out of darkness into a marvelous light. I'm calling you out of this mess that you're in today. And I'm going to give you something that if you'll follow me, I will show you things. I will do things. I will let you know that what I'm doing is the power of God, not man. I want you to say this with me. I, want, I, 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 feel, I feel doubt resisting me. But I got news for you. God is still God. God has never changed. God is still all powerful. God is still the miracle working God. God is still the supreme Je- Jehovah. And we treat him like a has, well, what is it, the unwanted stepchild. We treat him like a rag doll. We treat him like only an emergency. We want him in emergencies. Let me tell you something. I don't like emergencies. I hate them. I don't like unexpected things to happen to me. But I'm telling you what, in the peace times, in the good times, I'm finding out more and more every day when I walk with Him and I follow Him. He's beginning to show me things. He's beginning to open up my mind. He's beginning to open up my heart. And He's saying to me, Son, if you'll follow me after I chose you, if you'll follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. I will be you you will see the supernatural you know what it will literally scare some of us in this building if God sister Faye I don't know I'll just let the Holy Spirit walk into your body and touch you and people say well I don't know if it was God or not. Let me tell you something. When you're in pain and when the Holy Spirit, the God of our Father, when He heals your body, you know you've been healed. You can you can go and confirm it. But I'm telling you why. When you let God walk into your life and you follow Him and you leave behind the nets of doubt and fear and confusion and you follow Him, you're going to see some things. God wants to show the church his miracles again. We had them back in the 40s and the 50s. We had them in the 30s. I wasn't born then, but I was in the 40s. And I can still remember those old days, Brother Gary. When we didn't have nothing in this world. We didn't have air-conditioned churches carpet on the floor beautiful pews to sit on most of us had them old wooden slat benches and everybody better stand up at the same time or you got pinched and they thought you was in the Holy Ghost no it wasn't the Holy Ghost it was the bench but we followed Jesus I said we followed Jesus And he showed things to the church. People would walk by those old churches. And they'd be singing them old, I'll fly away looking for a city songs. Getting ready to leave this world. To prepare mansion, Jesus said, I'll go. If it were not true, I would have told you so. I'm going away. And they were something about the Spirit of God that would draw men into the building. One thing, it was praying people. Another thing, it was the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how I've got to tell this, but i got to tell it. Way back in the in the fifties, late fifties. We went to an old camp meeting in Windsor, North Carolina. Sawdust on the floor platform like this and the rest of it was old benches and sawdust. Wrote a couple of rows of lights hanging down there. No air condition. It's in August. Man, we had to fan to keep the bugs out of the way. But A.A. Wilson, I don't know, y'all might know him. He was in Ohio, Indiana, somewhere up in that area. Powerful man of God. Was preaching. And there was probably a thousand people there that night. And nobody seen this man slip in and sit down on the back pew. But Brother Wilson had to stop by halfway through his message. He said, I've got to obey God. Somebody needs to get right with Jesus now. He said, I'm not going to tarry long. You know who you are? The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. You need to change your way right now. A man that snuck in the back, got up, walked down to that old altar, laid a 45 on that altar, You know what his testimony was? I was going down the river, to the river, to kill myself. He said, I done made up my mind. I wasn't going to let nothing stop. He said, everything I wanted to do, everything I've tried, is all failed. And he said, I'm a failure, and I'm just going to end it all. But I want to tell you one thing, the Holy Ghost filled that place. And when that man got up from that altar... He was a different man. He was transformed. The Lord chose him. Oh, y'all missed it. I said the Lord chose him. him. He was on his way to murder himself, kill himself, and God says no. you know why? He told me. He retestified later. He said, when I walked by, the road made a little bend in front of the the old tabernacle. He said, when I started by there, he said, something grabbed me and was pulling me. That's the supernatural power of God. See, we haven't seen that in the church in a long time. We haven't seen these supernatural things to happen. Yes, thank God we have messages in tongues. Yes, thank God we have a move of the Spirit. But there are greater things... That ain't even a message. I like what James says, James 4 and 8. Matthew, if you can flip it up there right quick. He said, if you'll draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. Jesus said to the disciples, if you'll come and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Now, I don't know how theological this is. But I believe with all of my heart, and this is, I guess, what spurned this. There it is. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. When Jesus said to the disciples, I'll make you fishers of men. This is my own translation. I believe the Lord is saying to them, you are going to see miraculous things. Another problem we have today with things like this is we want to get in the way. We want to get the glory. We want to be recognized. What is that story about the Pharisee and the went to the temple and the Pharisee come down and he, I'm not like that man. I Look at me, look what I've done, all this stuff. There's there was a man standing in the back of the temple, begin to smote his chest and say, Lord, I'm not even worthy. I'm not even worthy. Dropped his head. But you know what? He got more recognition than that proud, arrogant Pharisee that walked down front and said, look at me. It's not about you. It's about the Father. It's what he wants to do. It's about the Holy Ghost. What he wants to do in your life. It's about the presence of God that wants to fill your heart. Oh, Lord, help me, John. I'm in trouble. Look at the second line. Cleanse your hands, ye you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye you double minded. See, another thought. When they left their nets, they left their past behind them. They left all they ever knew. They left heartache, pain, suffering. But let me tell you something. If you've ever been around fishermen who fish with a net, it's work. I mean, it's work. I'll never forget when we pastored up in North Panama City, you probably heard about the fires up there. I called my friends this morning. They're okay. It's a different area. But we want to have a fish fry in the church. So one of the board members and his brother had a big 80-foot 80, 80 long boat uh, that you, you put a net on the back and he said now preacher we're going to go whatever night it was and they picked the coldest night in the world to go so we met they come by and picked me up and we went wind blowing about 20 miles an hour it's 28 degrees outside this old Florida boy was mm. So I put on all I had and then a slicker suit. And we took off of that 80 horse Mercury wide open. We made a big loop about the size of this park, this yard around here. And we got it all out. Now, Brother Darwin, that was his name. He was the guy on the boat in the net. He said, now, Preacher, see that pole down there? I said, yeah. He said, pick it up. I said, why? He said, I want you to beat on the side of the boat and the fish will run to the nets. But he didn't tell me I was gonna get wet. (laughs) It's 28 degrees, the wind blowing 20 miles an hour. When I got home at two o'clock in the morning, Francis said, don't touch me. (laughs) It was cold. But you know what? We went after something and we got it. We got 200 pounds of mullet that night. 100 pounds of speckled trout. Woo, it was good. But it was a job to catch those things. It's work. Mm, John, here I go again. We got to learn not to be complacent. Listen. God's got a work for us to do. Yes, sir. Jesus put it like this. Matthew chapter 5, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works. That they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. It doesn't say to glorify you. Listen, the other night, when was it? Friday night? We took your brother and him out to supper. Went to Linda's Crab Shack. And I saw these two ladies sitting there at the table. And boy, they was eating. I mean, they was, they was having a feast. And all I got was eight shrimp. So they finally got up from the eating. And when this one lady turned around and she said, Hey, Pastor, how are you? First thing out of my wife's mouth, who is she? I don't know. I really don't know who she was. I guess I've seen her. I don't know where. I don't know anything about it. But she knew me. May I ask the question this morning, could it be by reputation Could it be by example? Could it be by the life that we live? Listen, it's one thing to say you're, you, you're a Christian. It's another thing to live it. If you're going to say it, live it. I, I told Jared, I told every young man that, that I knew who was going in the ministry, I said, don't preach nothing, you can't live. That's the truth. Hear me today church, the Lord chose us. We got a job to do. Oh, I gotta hurry. Matthew chapter 10, I know you don't have it, but here it is. This is what the disciples got to do. He called His twelve disciples to Him, and look what he did. He gave them power. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kind of sickness and all kind of disease. Go to the next one. Is that it? These are the ones that He called, His disciples. And go on down where it says, But don't go to the Gentiles. Go to the house of Jerusalem. Amen. He commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles or the Samaritans, either way you want to put it, and do not enter, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Last Sunday we asked, Did anybody have lost loved ones? All but two or three people stood and walked to this altar praying for their loved ones. The Lord's laid three families on my heart to call this week. They used to sit in this church. They've once been here. But I'm going to call them and say, the doors are still open. We'd love to see you in church. You have been chosen. You have been given the power to be witnesses to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Brother Mark, would you come, please? Brother John, can you fix that for me? You're a chosen people. And I, I don't, did I do it? I don't remember. I, I want you to say this with me. Stand if you can. I want you to say this in unison with me. I am a chosen person. I am a chosen person. And don't forget it. My little, one of my nephews, my oldest brother's son, We, for some reason he came to stay with us one week. I was running the laundry route at that time. Had one of the little square trucks. And he went with me because well, I don't know what was going on, but he went with me. And we was riding down the road. He was about five or six years old. And he looked up at me and he bawled his fist up like he said, you see this? I said, yeah, he he said, it's bigger than your nose and don't forget it. I said, what? He said, it's bigger than your nose and don't forget it. God is bigger than anything we've got. Don't forget it. We're a chosen generation. Father, we thank you today for your presence. I thank you for the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, I thank you for the things that you're about to begin to do. There's a stirring in the air. There's a moving of the Spirit in the body of Christ.
0: Thank you for listening today to the podcast of Pastor Daniel Braddock. If you are encouraged and uplifted by Pastor Braddock's preaching, please write a positive review on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to this podcast on your app so you will not miss any future episodes. Take the word preached by Pastor Braddock and share it with your family, your friends, and your community. May God bless you today.